of like, this is not my life. This, you know, I'm going to do better. And ever since then, I've been doing better, you know. But while you're trying to elevate, you are going to run into demons and the devil comes in many forms. You know, the devil comes in like money. That's why I say the what, money is the root of all say? evil. You are, man, you are hitting it on the brick and noggin. I definitely want to touch base on this in the podcast because you are really hitting exactly, exactly, exactly what, you know, I be saying. A lot of people, as you said, don't know that. Like, my head, my and I can't, I can't have my, I can't have this conversation with a lot of people. Like I can't express how I feel. I've, I've had people, they don't like when I talk like this. You know, they don't want to hear the truth, but it is mm-hmm. the truth. Like the devil they, could be they can't your cousin. It. Right, the devil is the devil always lurking. You just always gotta, you know. It can be your be spouse. Aware. It can be your right. parents. It can be your right. best friend, and you not even know it. And then right. they and not even know it. Exactly, and, and I just live next to the devil, so I trust me, I I know. Girl, me and you both now. Um, that's crazy. You said that. I had an epiphany. I had three different epiphanies. Um, that's wild to say. Um, I'm not in a background. I like this little background. It covers up your background, so people think you in an island somewhere or lake <laughs> or something, and I love it. <laughs> but um. I had like three different epiphanies. I had my first one when I was 16. And I, I don't know if you listened to the podcast, the first one, I kind of went into a little details that I literally saw myself talking to a crowd of people. Like, you know, you got to go through some things to get to where you want to be. And so at right. that moment, I knew like, okay, I'm, I'm supposed to go through all this stuff to help some other people, but damn, is it going to be hard? I didn't know then that I was going to be into prostitution and you know, being a, in an abusive relationship and having mama trauma and daddy trauma. I didn't know I was going to be faced all this until now, ten, literally 10 years later, I'm looking back like, that shit funny because now I know why I went through it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And my my epiphany, I had my epiphany and then, well, right now I'm on my spiritual journey, but what started my spiritual, I got my heart broke three times in less than four months. So, oh. Yeah, with that being said, um, my aunt, me and her, me and her were pretty close. It was to the point where like everybody kept saying I should have been her child. She passed away December uh 30th. Yeah, matter of fact, my, okay, yeah, I got my heart broke. Me and so my, you me and my felt fiance, a real heartbroken. That's crazy you said that because a lot of people don't know the definition of a real heartbroken. It's yeah, not, my, oh, he left me. Nah, it's now, nah, matter of fact, I take that back. December 8th, me and my fiance, we broke up. And then December 30th, um, my aunt passed away. And then April April 3rd, 2021, my grandmother, uh, she passed away. And me and her were pretty close as well. Yeah, I and saw so right now, I just, you know, I've been opening my eyes to everything. And like I said, I got my heart broke three times in less than, you know, less than six months. So. You know, it's like I experienced real heartbreak to the point where, like, I was crying to God, asking Him, you know, why am I going through this? Why am I feeling this? And I, I didn't understand, but, but everything is not for us to understand. Yep, that's crazy you said that because um, I experienced my first heart broke, heart broken. All right, I experienced my heart, my first heartbreak. That's what I was trying to say. Woo, baby, I act like I can't talk. Okay. But no, I experienced my first heartbreak um, 2018 when my grandma passed away. And then six months later, my mom passed away. So um, 
I 100% understand because with my grandma, it was like, okay, she old, we know her time is coming, you know? But with mm-hmm. my mom, it was like a, it's fucked up to say, but I knew my mom was going to die a, a year, literally exactly a year before she was going to die. Like, <coughs> excuse me, I knew she was going to die because I'm very, who I'm actually. I communicate with God very well. Like we have, we on a first name basis type, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he communicates with me very well. It just takes me a little longer to understand what he's saying, or I understand it and I don't want to understand it because I don't agree with it. Like, nah, nah, you tripping my nigga, you know what I'm saying? So he told Mm -hmm. me way in January that my mom was going to pass. I had a friend at the time, my mom died of HIV and I had a friend at the time mom was in the hospital with HIV dying and I was just watching how her mom progressed and how she you know just went completely downhill like she was doing good on Monday and then Wednesday she died you know like I was paying attention to that and so I started getting on my mama's case like look you need to do this you need to get on it like you need to what's going on like something's not right because I can just feel it and me and my mom had right. a very spiritual connection. Like, like that was my mom, but that was my friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, once we put away the drama that we had, that I had, she became my friend. So we communicated. We could sit next to each other, have a whole conversation, and not open our mouth at all. Mm-hmm. My spirit was talking. And her spirit kept telling me she was about to leave. But I couldn't express, I couldn't tell other people that, Every because every time I stop saying, my mom about to die. That Robin, you're, you're, you're something's wrong with you. Grandma could right. be dying, but not your mama. Mm-mm. I remember me and my sister got into a big argument with my mama, and I saw to stop in the middle of the argument, and then I just looked at her, and then I could see the Green Reaper behind her, like I can see him, and so I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, am I tripping? Like he was just sitting there waiting, like you know, he was just waiting for his time to touch her type shit. Then. A few days later, I was getting to it with her again. I just randomly bust out, Mom about to die. Relax. Like, we got to get better. And me and my sister right. looking at each other like, what the fuck? And she's like, why you say that? I'm like, I didn't say shit. Like, that was my voice, yes. But that was not me. That wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't me at all. Then a couple of months later, um, I started noticing she started doing weird stuff. She started preparing. She started preparing. Like she was leaving, but she wasn't coming back. But she wasn't paying attention that she was preparing because I kept saying, where are you going? And she was like, I'm not going nowhere. You keep asking me. I said, why are you acting like you're leaving? She was like, I don't know. God keeps telling me I'm about to go to my new home. God keeps telling me I'm going to my new home. God keeps telling me. So in her head, because she lived with my great grandma, she about to move into her house. But in my head, I'm like, no. Mm-mm. Your home ain't the home you think it is. Then... Mm-hmm. Two days prior, I had just got a car. I had just bought my uh, 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 Impala. I thought I was a hot shit because it's like my third car that I paid for by myself, you know? I'm two cars now, so I think I'm hot shit. And so she getting in the car. My mama's strong. Like, my mama was very, very strong mentally, physically. Like, my mama could, my mama has been through hell and back, ran through hell, and didn't complain about this shit. You know what I'm saying? So when she got in my right. car and she was complaining and crying and just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, something's wrong. Something is not right. Like, then she kept going to the hospital. I'm like, mm, something's wrong. Then the day after my birthday, I found out she had cancer. And then after that, it just went downhill. She was gone literally in 60 days. Like, 
60 days of the day we found out she had cancer to the day she died was 60 days. But the whole time I'm like, yeah, she about to let me prepare myself to prepare my brother and my sister for her to go. So that's why I say like, if you pay attention to what the situation is or what God is saying, you will already know what you got to stand up to or what you got to look up. So the fact that you said you experienced your first heartbreak when your, your aunt passed and you acknowledge that this is an actual heartbreak and the relationships I was dealing with at first wasn't, that says that you really are on a spiritual journey because you can acknowledge it, you know? Yeah, and the crazy part is, like, my fiance, I, I really feel like she my soulmate, like, I feel like I feel like we 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 communicate even though we we don't have no communication with each other now. Like I still can feel like her emotions and what she's going through. I wish I didn't feel it. I wish I wasn't an empath. But like I said, I'm learning a lot on this so let me ask, journey. Do you know what your gift is? My I have I have I have a, a strong manifestation gift. Like that's not what I'm asking though, because everybody has a strong manifestation gift. But I, what I'm asking is, do you have a gift of like discernment? Do you have a gift of um gab? Do you have a gift of like? Can you look well, at I'll, somebody and feel their pain through by just looking at them? Yeah, I can. I definitely can. Like that. Like my 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 energy. I'm real sensitive. Like around being around other people. Like because I can. I could feel what they're going through. So yeah, a lot okay. of times. I'm by myself. Like a lot of times, I don't even want to go out in public because I get anxiety real bad because I can feel everything everybody that everybody's yeah. going through, and I don't. I really don't like that. You know what? So that might be your gift. Your gift might be strictly just. Again, this is not. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go into a deep, probably, in about five minutes, about five forty for sure. Because uh, I'm going to restart it that way it can record the whole thing perfectly. But um, what I'm about to say, but that might strictly be your gift. That may be strictly what you're here for. Because I know for me, I used to ride the bus and I can feel like, you know, you have the same gift that I do. It's called gift of discernment. So, you know, when you driving past somebody and then you just feel like a hopelessness or and then you pass by a homeless person or something like that, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I give I give homeless people money. I w- I won't say all the time, but more more often than others because one, if I was in their shoes, you know, I would want somebody to do it for me. And then two, I have a fear of being homeless. Like I have a fear of of being one of those people out on the street. See, I'm completely different. Um, I'm 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 a different aspect. I won't give them money because I've seen. I've had a lot of, like, my, my family, as you said, I've seen my uncles and aunts do drugs and all that, and they, I've seen them be on the street holding a sign up, and them niggas got a house, you know? I'll go buy you some food. Like, what you need? What do you need? I'll go buy that. Yeah, I've seen that. that, too. I've seen that, too. I've seen that, like, by the Galleria. You see, now, my, um, I have a crackhead uncle, <laughs> and he, what he used to do is First of all, my grandma got bread, okay? She been had bread. She was the first, um, the first black, what's some people call that sit next to the judge that type up everything? The, the people be saying? Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. They sit right next uh, to the typewriter? judge. Yeah, they don't say nothing. They just type everything the judge say. My grandma was the first black one in Texas. So she got banked, you know? So she was real taken care of. Her kids was well taken care of, 
but they were so well taken care of. They didn't know the struggle. They didn't know, you know, I got to keep this. They didn't know I need to make sure that next week we still going to have this here. They didn't know that. So right. my uncle got on drugs really, really bad and he became a crackhead. So he would go out seven o'clock in the morning, stay on the street. We didn't know this was about a good year and a half. People kept telling us, but we, we never saw him. So we didn't, we was like, y'all being dramatic. We finally caught him having a sign up saying he got eight kids. Girl, whole dramatic story on his thing. And after that, I was like, yeah, I cannot give nobody else no money because all he was doing was taking the money and going to get high. I can't do that. Like, now that I know that that's all you're doing, I cannot give anybody else any dollars, a dollar for me. But I will definitely feed you, you know? Like, I will definitely make sure you got yeah. some something like that Even I did something like that about a few weeks ago I had got a call for an interview and I had been applying to this job for like the past I had been I had been applying to the job since like 2012 and I never heard anything so when they finally called me for an interview I was at CVS and this lady she had some groceries and stuff and I said uh oh and I came I went in there just for a soda and I said you could add these to it I'll pay for it and she's like are you sure I was like yeah you know like my my blessings come from God I don't I don't worry exactly. about tomorrow. The Bible says you're not supposed to worry about yesterday or tomorrow. So, you know, if I see the opportunity to bless somebody, then I'll go ahead on and take it. And don't and worry I about, you know, the job, where my blessing going to come from. I'm still waiting on them to call me back. Like, go to Alcor. I, I mean, not Alcor. Go to uh, Enterprise. I work for Enterprise. I'm telling everybody to go to Enterprise. Because okay? <laughs> Enterprise is a good-ass company. That's who I work for. But I they're felons, though. That I don't know because I got a misdemeanor. I got three uh three misdemeanors of prostitution. So if they hire me, they'll hire anybody, I think. Yeah, I got I got two uh felonies on my record. Is it um it's not fraud or anything, right? No, nah, it's not fraud. I got a uh I got an aggravated solid daily weapon and I got a uh I got a theft by a postal employee. How do you do that? What theft by post employee? Yeah. I I used to work for the post office. Oh, and they charge you for that shit? Yeah, I, I ain't gonna cap I had took some shit that that equaled up a, a large amount. But with that, okay, so since you said how did you know what you were getting? So it was like a let me just see what this was in this hole and I'm gonna take it. If it's good, no, it's no, good. what happened? What happened was they had me, they, they had shorted my hours. I was only working for like four hours. And then they told me to deliver mail out of my personal vehicle and, and that the money would be on my check. The money was never on my check. So I fell on hard times and I was delivering packages to this pawn shop. So I didn't know what was in the pawn shop. But every time I opened a package, it was like a whole bunch of expensive ass jewelry. And so I already got charged for it. So I had to talk about it. But I would take the I would take It's the not jury. being... Uh... On the show, so you good? Yeah, I uh I was taking the jury, and me and my me and my brother, or me and different people, we were gonna sell it on the streets. And so one time we had went to a private pawn shop, and uh basically I didn't know that all jury have a, a small little serial number, like you can't tell, but yeah, yeah they did they did like a whole little investigation and stuff, and that's how I ended up getting caught. And so mm, you, I did because you went to the pawn shop. 
Right, and I, I did time for that, and I did time for my aggravated assault, which, which was two years. And so I was back and forth from the county to the feds, from the county to the feds, and uh, they they terminated my, my state probation, and now I'm on federal probation, but I get off in March. So what's the difference between state probation and federal probation? State probation, okay, so... Would you mind some of this information that we're talking about being on the podcast? Because I can always edit. Oh no, I no, I don't mind. Like this, my this my story. You know, I'm yeah. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, this my this my story. It's I'm a I'm actually in film school right now because I'm going to like I'm I'm gonna write a script and I'm gonna publish. You know, stories that's like shit that happened in my life, but. Um, that's dope we could definitely collab because i want to do that but i don't know how to do the camera the camera shit <laughs> i can do the directing <laughs> and everything but recording sis it takes me so long to record to edit these things that's why i just do it on zoom because it is so much easier yeah yeah i mean a lot like editing is editing is hard for me like I'm, I'm not big i'm not big on editing but like camera and video that's me all day but uh, See, i can edit i just don't know how to use the camera like that yeah, I could I could teach y'all mine because cause uh Trent, you know Trent from O City, he taught me how to use the camera. So it's, about, it's really uh, light skin Trent. Mm-hmm. Yep, I forgot he but, was a photographer. But uh uh state probation. Okay, so when I was on state probation, I ain't gonna lie, I I was smoking on purpose because I had lost my job at the post office and I felt like my life was over. So I would smoke each time I had to go see my probation officer just so they could violate me and end uh, my probation. But what ended up happening was I violated like nine times by smoking weed and I failed each drug test. So one day the lady called me and she said, you know, come come visit us, you got a visit today. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. So I went up there, the lady never came. Some white man came and when he came, he put me, he put me in handcuffs. But I was so fed up with state probation because they had me taking classes for anger management, domestic violence, all type of stuff. And these these were four separate classes, and each week I would have to get them eighteen dollars a week for four months. So that was stressful on top of paying whatever bills I had, I had my car note yeah. and stuff like that. And so with state with federal probation, I report online. I don't take no drug tests. Um, I haven't even seen my probation officer since since the pandemic started. So you think, my bad, so you think uh, federal probation is easier than um, state probation? Hell yeah, it's it's 20 times easier. Like, they don't they don't bother me. I don't get in trouble. Like I said, I haven't seen my probation officer since the pandemic. All I do is report online. I only pay $50 a month. But the downside to it is, since it's federal, like, it's the United States versus me. And so... Once I get out of probation, oh, I still yeah, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm, yeah, responsible for my restitution. But state probation, once you're done, you're done. So once I get out of probation, okay, I get off in March. So I owe them $40,000. So they could take that money. They, they took my income tax. They could basically take that money from anywhere. Like, Are you serious? Yeah, like, you, yeah, you owe the government at this point. So stimulus. Um, but even tax. though you were actually in jail, that you still owe them. Yeah, yeah. Mhm. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, 
but that stay probation, like that's behind me. And like I said, my life has been so much easier. The only thing I'm I'm going through now is that I live with my aunt and my aunt, her house is gonna be up for sale in the beginning of the year. And so my mom, she got some stuff going on to where she basically don't have a place to live right now. So I can't go live with her. So I'm trying to move to Las Vegas where I have a stable place to live. And why Vegas? I'm gonna, uh, that's I got family out there too, and oh, so I called my okay. uncle and my aunt last night, and they said that I could come out there. They said I don't have a problem. I'm I'm really in tunnel vision right now. Like I've been single since December. I I don't want to date nobody. I don't even find nobody attractive to be honest with you. Like I'm really that's only because you're on, working on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm really focused on chasing my dreams. Like I don't even I can I I, I haven't slept with anybody. I just been by myself and. Like I said, I'm I'm chasing my dreams right now. That's that's what's important to me. That's what's up though. I I, I support you 100. percent Like if you need your ticket paid for, I got a ticket that it's with Spirit. I ain't gonna cap, but I couldn't. Oh, use I it for my Spirit. Like I couldn't use it for my birthday. So if you need it, you for sure can have it because I'm I'm probably not going away for my birthday this year. I don't know. I appreciate that because I just called my cousin this morning and I was like, hey, because I haven't worked out here. Like when I tell you I've been chasing my dreams, that's exactly what I'm doing. Now I, I can also send you some jobs that are working home if since you have a laptop. Or I'm pretty sure you have a laptop because you work, you go to school. But if you got a laptop and got internet, I can get you at least a few jobs that will god damn it. I can get you a, a few jobs for sure. Okay. Work okay. at home. Minimum is ten ten dollars an hour. I'm always big on supporting. Um, you know, especially if you're trying to support yourself. Because I started the podcast simply because I didn't have people that understood why I was doing. Okay, so basically, you tell me your story. I'm gonna be be 100 and tell you mine. Um, I. Okay. Whatever. No, I should not mix that. You can't mix lavender and peppermint. That's not a good smell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so oh no, I'm good. I, I don't want it. I end up uh, dating this was I was my my stepdad was very abusive, like as far as mentally, physically, like he he I, he never inserted his penis in me, but he did everything else that you can think of as far as playing with me with toys, playing with me with females, like um he's he used to try to pay me to eat me out, like all type of weird ass shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I finally told my mom. Well, I told my mom before, but she didn't believe me. And I right. ended up telling my mom again because I asked my little sister, like, hey, um, because I just noticed she started changing. Like she just started doing weird shit that she wasn't doing at first. You know, like stuff that her attitude was getting bad. And she just wanted to literally just fight and she was just super angry. And that's how I was when he started fussing with me too. So with that being said, I noticed it. And if you if you watched my second episode, you will see that's why that's why I came up to check on your kids because I noticed what he was doing to my sister and I came to her like, hey, you know, if somebody's doing this to you, I'm not gonna make your name, but if somebody doing this to you, let me know. And she tried to, but as soon as she was about to say something, he had walked in mm-hmm. and she had shut down. So I knew immediately, like, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. So I made a big deal. I called the police. Like everybody thought I was crazy. Oh, you just being dramatic, da, 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 da. not knowing that he's really fucking with me. You know, like he was right. 
not only was he fucking with me, but a whole bunch of young girls in the neighborhood. You know, like he fucked up a whole bunch of kids. Like he, a whole bunch of girls, like fucked up to this day. Like I'm one of the only ones that's mentally stable. That he fucked, mm-hmm. with, and I'm just not gonna even be funny because I made it my duty to. All the other girls, they drug addicts, they're prostitution still, like all out the place. Like he even gave them HIV. Like it was super bad. Nobody believed him. Oh wow. Oh, perfect. Uh, nobody believed me. Everybody thought I was just being dramatic, but I was super serious. Like he was doing all this to us. So it finally came out. I I left. I ended up leaving. It finally came out that he was doing that to my little sister. She ended up calling the police. He ended up going to jail for two years. Now at this point, everybody's only oh, two years. Do you see my face? Wow. Only two years. Now, um, I'm gonna tell more about the story and the po- future podcast because I don't want to give them too much juice, you know. Yeah. But um, basically, we was in CPS and we was we was in CPS. You you heard them stories when they be saying CPS kidnap people, kids, and that's what happened to us. They kidnapped me, my mama, me, my brother, and my sister, and separated us and would not let my mama see us. Would not let my mama interact with us, like. I was the voice and his mom had so much power that her best friend was our caseworker, CPS. Her sorority sister was our um, lawyer. So anything she said happened. So when they caught him and he went to jail for it, she called her people and they reduced the sentence. So now he is still reminding you, this is the second case. This is the second time he's been in jail for a sexual assault. The first time he was 19. This time he was like 30 something. So if this is your second time assaulting a child under the age of 17, because you cannot be around school, remind you this, right? Just let mm-hmm. me throw this in there. He only got two years. So this is how we know like his mama is really doing something to, to make sure he good. So long story short, wait, I forgot what I was talking about. CJ just made me mad. I, didn't like that. <laughs> I oh my little sister and um, but yeah, I knew she, something was happening to her. So that's what kind of made me start the podcast because once I finally ran away from them, I ended up meeting a dude that was split image, like right split image of my stepdad. Like me see, me looking at him then, I didn't see that he was a split image. But looking at him now, what I say, Tony, Tony, bro, I, I swear to God, that boy looked like he could be my stepdad's son, okay? Like, his little girl looked identical to my little sister with the gap in their mouth and everything. Like, oh, wow. everything. Like, they, my stepdad and the dude had a gap. His daughter and the dude got a gap. My little sister and his daughter got big, stupid eyes. Like, split image. I'm not realizing this until I got out. And mm-hmm. he used to beat my mama up in front of us, like literally pin her down, had her like to a point one day he literally made my mama pass out and I had to give her CPR. And I told him like my nigga, he, the two days prior, he told me, if you got to shoot me, go ahead. And I told him that day, like you, you pushing that button. The next time this happens to my mama, I'm going to kill you for real. And I don't care. It got to a point mm-hmm. that I tried to kill him 
multiple times. Like, and he was like a fucking roach. He wouldn't fucking die. He wouldn't die for shit. <laughs> I'm just being honest. You know, it's crazy. No, you, I, I believe you because, I, I, like, ever since I started my spiritual journey, I've been meeting, like, a lot of narcissistic people, a lot of manipulators, and my my main thoughts be like, why do God even let y'all live? Like, my God I had to said, come to time. The devil don't. I had to come to God don't want that, you. The devil don't even. And I had to come to terms that you know when when a lot of good stuff happens to bad people is because they doing the devil's work. That's yep. what it is. Yep, because the, the devil awards you too. Mhm. Exactly. Yeah, and I have to learn that too because he he never had to beg for shit. He never paid a fucking bill. He never lifted his finger for nothing. His entire life of me knowing him didn't leave a finger. His mama brought him a house at when him and my mama met. Then he destroyed that house, got them put out. Then they went to another house that, like, like you are 100% right. But um, I ended up meeting this dude, ended up getting in prostitution, didn't even realize that I was a hoe. I'm just going to be honest. I didn't, I was so into running away from my house, running away from my grandma, running away from my auntie, not wanting to go home, that I was willing to do anything and everything to not go home. That put me in a situation to where I got three cases because the first few cases, the first two cases, it would have been pimping and pandering. And that was, I was facing 10 years of peace. And luckily I didn't take that. I took prostitution, which is only two weeks to two years. Mm-hmm. And the last one, which has made me get my shit together, the very third one, the judge said, baby, you do know this one's a felony, right? And when she said that, my life just started turning in my head. Like it was big to me never to catch a felony because I seen how hard, as you said earlier, how hard it is for people to survive with a simple felony. And she seen how I broke down, like, and she realized, she started going through my stuff. She was like, baby, you smart. What are you here for? Like, and I explained to her and she was like, look, this is going to be your last straw. Like, I'm not going to put it in the family. It's going to be a high misdemeanor. But this is your last straw. Don't let me catch you here again. When I say she ain't catch me there again, you hear me? Huh. I ain't been back there since. And that was like 2016. Like, no. I made it my duty to never go back in a situation again. You know? And that's why I started it. Because I didn't have somebody telling me, like, it's okay to be hurt. Or it's okay to to be confused of where you're going. It's okay to understand that, yeah, shit like that's not supposed to happen and it happened, let's move forward. I was, as you mm-hmm. said, as you said, you thought your life was over. So you was like, oh, right. whatever happened, happened. And that's how I was too, until God was like, all right, you over with your bullshit? All right, let's get to let's get to work, you know? Yeah, cause a lot of people, and I, I, I didn't notice that a lot of people, you know, actually pay attention to me and, for my birthday, everybody was telling me, uh, you know, I'm proud of the growth that you've had this throughout this past year. You know, I've been watching you and keep on, you know, keep it up, keep up the good work and stuff like that. And that made me, you know, feel great about myself. And uh-huh. that's why I'm ready to start this new chapter in my life. Like, my my goal is to be out of Texas October 1st. Like, that's how, that's how serious I am, like, when it comes to chasing my dreams. Because I honestly feel like Texas is holding me back. And That's how I'm feeling too. I ain't gonna lie. I, I've been looking into moving areas 
because I feel like so many people know my story, but don't know the real story. They just know, oh, she was on, she was with that nigga and she was prostituting. That's all I know. And since that's all I know, they're going to run with it. So I understand right. what you're saying. Right. And uh, you know, like I said, I'm in the film industry and it, Austin is a good place for film because they, they make a lot of movies there, but Houston is not. And so that's why I'm trying to get to the West Coast because that's where, you know, all the movies take place and the yeah. money is, is better as well. Yeah, that's true. The, music, the movies do take place. Music take place here. Movies don't. Mm-hmm. But if you, if it's a place called um, AMC downtown, sometimes AMC 8, sometimes they'll do uh, like um, independent producers and independent directors and stuff like that that have their own movies. They'll let you come and showcase your movie there on certain days. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I said, I, I told my aunt last night, I was like, you know, I've, actually, when I was in Vegas for my grandmother's birthday, I slept in her room, and I haven't slept in months. I haven't even dreamed in months. And when I was there, I slept peacefully. Like, I'll sit on my phone all night and be on TikTok or Instagram or mm-hmm. any type of social media platform or listening to music. But when I was at my when I was in my grandmother's room, something told me, put your phone down and go to sleep. And that's exactly what I did. And so since I've been back, I've been sleeping peacefully. Um, she had to own like, Right. And and ever since uh, then, you know, like like I said, something been telling me, you know, you don't need to be in Texas. Like, go back to Las Vegas. You know, that's where you need to be. Start your new life. I'm, I'm, I'm ready, honestly. And I'm glad you had mentioned that ticket because I called my cousin this morning and I told him, you know, everything that I've been thinking. And he was like, oh, you know, that's good. You got a plan. And I, and I said, you know, if I need you, I need a favor, though. He's like, what's up? I said, can you can you pay for my plane ticket? Like, I was on Spirit this month. I don't have an issue with Spirit. Honestly, my first time getting on the plane was this you year. Right now, uh, because I bought a ticket in October last year, but they didn't, I did I couldn't use it. But since it was COVID, I was able to, you know, keep it. Then they just re- they just redid it again to December. So if you need me to send it to you, because I ain't gonna lie, I don't like Spirit. Spirit got the shit out of me. They 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 upgraded now. Last time I was on the plane, they mm-hmm. said that they getting Wi-Fi, they getting Tempur-Pedic C's, like they really about to that upgrade. Said me, it was the ghetto ass to a pilot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that pilot was ghetto and I was scared as hell. Yeah, my last my last flight, I had a baby on the plane. The baby cried all like the whole flight. That was my only issue. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you uh, for looking out for me. And yeah, that that'll be greatly appreciated. And that's what I I was going I was gonna send out a group chat to my whole family and, and tell them you know about the next chapter in my life. And if anybody want to donate, you know I greatly appreciate it, and I won't ever forget them. So anybody that helped me with my next journey, with my next chapter. I swear, like with this gonna be, it's gonna be a great movie. It's gonna be a great journey that everybody's helping me on, and I and I plan to take everybody with me that helps me on my on my next journey in life because I know that it's gonna. I could feel in my heart that it's gonna be successful. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't try to cut my supervisor just sent me a message. I remember that call. That lady was long as hell. She just kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it could have been a 10-minute car. That car could not have been 10 minutes. She's like some four minutes of unnecessary rapping about 
Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Didn't quote mention in partnership. Hold on, let me um let me ask my little cousin to start dinner for, for us right quick. Take your time. Uh in a All minute, right. I'm probably gonna hang up and call you right back, but just take your time to let me know when you're ready. Okay. Yes, I did. Okay. Oh, okay. Didn't verify payment correctly. Okay, I get what she's saying. Okay, I get what she's saying. She did put me on hold a lot, and I didn't know what I, I didn't want to hang up because that was a good survey, but I get what she's saying. Okay. Uh, um, uh, Oh, okay. 